You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Star Wars Rebels Mopcast, episode 19, Relics of the Old Republic. I'm your host, your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by our new co-host, Drew Hall. What's up, Drew? How's it going, buddy? You know, not so bad for today. (laughs) Whatever day it might be. Whatever day you might be listening, it's a good day for us. Yeah, so I hope it's a good day for you. (laughs) We hope it's a good day for you. That's like an Anchorman moment right there. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, like a good day for us. Go yourself san diego yeah star wars rebels relics of the old republic season two episode three written by stephen melting prologue sabine informs kanan that repairs on the phantom are going to take longer and they're not only imperials on the way but also a sandstorm captain rex gives kanan coordinates to every republic base separatist installation pirate den and even a few mandalorian hangouts in the outer rim but the clones don't plan to return with the ghost crew Hera and Chopper are in orbit preparing the ghost and scanning for Imperials when a Star Destroyer shows up. Act 1. Hera has to power down the ghost and Chopper to hide from the Imperial scanners. She watches the destroyer send out a squad of TIE fighters to search for the clones. Agent Callus calls Commander Wolf about his Jedi sighting. Wolf denies seeing any Jedi, but the probe droid sent last episode confirmed and Callus isn't having it. He demands the clones surrender the rebels or be destroyed. Rex tells him that he hopes they have a better class of fighter than those stormtroopers. He's ready for a fight. The TIE fighter finds them. The Spectre crew gets in defense mode. The clones have some tricks up their their own sleeves, and Gregor shoots the TIE down with a rocket launcher. Once again, Ezra tries to get the clones to join them. Kanan still doesn't trust them, and he orders Sabine to fix the Phantom before the Sandstorm hits them. Agent Callus is preparing for a ground assault, Hoth style. Ezra and Captain Rex bond over the Clone War, and he talks about his general as the greatest one he'd ever served with. Then Agent Callus appears in three all-terrain armored transports, Act 2. The clones are gawking over the awesomeness of the AT-ATs. Ezra is worried, but Rex orders the walkers into the storm. They love to fight, but only the ones they have a chance to win in. Callus has the Imperial Walkers open fire as Sabine fixes the Phantom, but the AT-ATs will shoot it down before they can break orbit. Kanan orders everyone inside the clone's walker. As they get ready to hide in the storm, Callus takes chase. Above the planet, Hera reactivates Chopper to help her fix the ghost. He's not happy. Inside the sandstorm, the crew discuss how to handle the AT-AT problem. Sabine informs them that they may have a shot if they can hit one in the neck with the clone's main gun. Sep complains that he can't hit anything he can't see. Kane says you don't always have to see with your eyes. He starts sensing where the Imperial Walkers are. He gets them surrounded, but apparently that's where he wants them. Captain Rex thinks it's crazy, but it might be the only place they can get a shot. Gregor volunteers, but Kanan says Ezra needs to make it. Rex agrees. Kanan can sense where the AT-ATs are from inside the walker. Ezra using his force sensitivities outside to make the shot with the cannon. Act 3. Ezra mans the gun. Sabine tells him not to miss, and Ezra says he never misses. 
Kane senses the walker around 0.5, whatever that is. The targeting scope doesn't work. Ezra can't see it, but Kanan says to trust himself. Ezra waits. While cool Jedi music plays, he takes his shot. Hits the AT-AT in the neck, it explodes, giving Wolf an ex opening to escape. On board the Star Destroyer, Admiral Constantine gets a message from Lord Vader to meet his shuttle immediately. Constantine leaves the system and cows behind. Hera watches the Star Destroyer leave and can't decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Chopper feels it's a bad thing. The clones ATTE escape the sandstorm. Rex tells Spectre team to go, but Ezra still wants to bring them along. Once again, they refuse. They part ways, but as they leave, Captain Rex reminds Ezra that they are soldiers and this is what they're born to do. The Phantom leaves and the clones ATTE turn to face the Imperial Walkers. Callus welcomes the fight. Lasers fire, pew, 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 walkers go stompy, stompy. This could be it for Rex, Gregor, and Wolf. Ezra convinces Kanan to turn back. They can't leave the clones behind. Callus is going full Hoth by intensifying forward firing power. Wolf takes his ATTE and rams the Imperial Walker's legs. There's smoke damage, fire, explosions. They lose their main gun and Rex jumps out demanding they fight him face to face. Just as hope is lost, the Phantom returns and Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb jump out, commandeer one of the AT-ATs, and turn its weapons on Callus's AT-AT. Rex destroys the walker with a critical hit, and Callus fleets the battle via speeder. Hera returns to pick up the clones and the ghost crew. Meanwhile, Constantine meets Vader's shuttle, only to find a new Inquisitor who promises to succeed where Callus has failed. Returning to the rebel flotilla, the Lothal Rebels and Rex reunite with Ahsoka. Rex says, you're god old, to which Ahsoka responds, it had to happen sometime, Rex. I actually dig, uh, I dig the, uh, this episode a good bit. I'm a, I'm a bit of a military guy. Right. I like action, military action type stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, and the, this two-parter has been kind of fascinating for me only because it, it pulls in kind of these old pieces well you know pun intended what's really yeah what's really interesting about it is it's you know dave filoni working with the clone wars you knew after we saw ahsoka that we would see other things and so it's really interesting that we we see something we've never seen star wars before what happened to clones and so right. we've got you know we got the three clones we have wolf gregor and um, rex and i'm really interesting about them being stuck on this planet far away so you know they mentioned in the first part of the episode that they were kind of obsolete and kind of phased out. Right. And, and I think in the Clone Wars cartoon, which I'm not as, as well versed in, but I think I think the clones are supposed to have only a short lifespan anyway. Yeah, I think they're genetically engineered to, to live a certain window. Right, and so I, I think... And I don't know if that was, you know, like literally genetically or if there was something implanted that maybe went down that path, like maybe the doodad. Right, and so you know, you know, from from our, our first viewings of Star Wars, Star Wars: uh, A New Hope, or, or as we remember, just Star Wars, you know, stormtroopers for us were always people, right? Just people, you know. We never seen who they were, but they were people. And and the in the expanded universe, they did the same thing. It was just people. Then we got we got uh, the Clone Wars, and we was like, oh, they're going to be clones. And then it kind of was assumed that they were all clones. And now it's it's interesting to me that even in seven. Episode seven, they're not clones. 
but they kind of do what the Jedi did. They go from find kids and, and indoctrinate these kids to be stormtroopers. Right. So, you know, it's an interesting turn of events, I think. I think it's a, it's a great progression. No, I think it's a brilliant progression. And so with the Empire being the Empire, you know, there's a couple of questions I've always wondered about, about the Empire. And canon, it's never really known that, you know, they're racist or speciesist. There are no aliens among them, and I think I think there's no aliens among them. I don't know if that was by design from Lucas's original thought process, or it was more of a budget issue. Oh yeah, what if they're just cheap and they bought, right. they bought all the stormtrooper armor, and it doesn't take into account certain body styles? Right. So they're like, nah, just humans so, only. Humans only. Yeah. So so taking that logic, we'll eventually get to the episode. But, no, that's what the point. Right? Yeah, but but taking that logic. Are the humans the most dominant species in the galaxy? See, I, I always assumed that they were. Yeah. I, I assumed, and if I go uh, slightly uh, geopolitical on it, I've always <laughs> assumed the humans to be somewhat either side of it, right? Of of the the what whatever the dominant uh, uh, power is at, at the time, and right. in, in our world, I would play it into Anglo-Saxon, and more importantly, I would probably drive it into not saying that the empire is America, but going into imperialism right. and, and it is that sort of if you look at the you know the empire the, the modern empire kinda, you know, the modern empires were all anglo yeah i would th- i would i would look at it as uh, a throwback to the 1800s british empire the victorian british empire i would, I would say that would be fair mm-hmm. or if you want to go back even further i'd say you know the empire's a, a modern roman empire yep so i think that's kind of the models right but i just think it's interesting because we see i mean the galaxy's full of planets and if we if we look at our planet, how many how many billion people live on our planet? But you know, the Empire seems to have an endless supply of stormtroopers. Yeah, absolutely. And clones made sense because you can just grow a bunch of them. Yep. So so it, it's just to me, it's like. But do you think you eventually di- run out? <laughs> are, are they disrupting their own narrative though? I mean, is was there something? I mean, because what's fascinating to me is. As a Rebels fan and as a Star Wars fan, but more importantly, a Rebels fan for this this case, I actually prefer Rebels more than any of the other pieces. I mean, I, the new trilogy is or right. I mean, yeah, the original trilogy is is where I right. grew into it. But Rebels is it's you know it it's Jedi than Rebels for me beyond bringing anything else into the picture well, because it's connecting so much. But it also seems like are they disrupting somewhat the idea that. They introduced their clones. In my interpretation, was they introduced clones in Revenge, right? Uh, attack. Sorry. Well, I mean, like the idea of the clone army being the Empire was in Revenge. You're right. So they finally give you that closure, and that made sense to me. Okay, well, now they have an unlimited amount of of people that they can go with. But now we're seeing it that at post Clone Wars, you know, I'm sure there's still clones mixed in. Mm-hmm. But how far in, in the mix and, and where did we go from there? So so here's the question. So Lucas is great at revision, you know, revisionist history. That's what he does. He right. goes, if he doesn't like something, he fixes something. So do you think his intent was always stormtroopers were clones? And then when the switch happened and, and other hands got to, to do things like rebels. Right. I, I, know, I know Lucas had some hand in Clone Wars, especially in the creation of Clone Wars. And, and he kind of handpicked Filoni to, to, to take over, um, to tell that narrative. Yeah. So 
do you think there's a shift in there that he had always intended them to be clones and then they've kind of stepped back? Especially, That's exactly Especially yes. with, with how it's been written in, in episode seven, which is kind of right. a step away from clones. And even though they try to throw in clones, well, we can always do a clone army, right. which is interesting. So they can just like, we've got them. We can just kind of. Yeah, we can go back to them. Right. What was the problem with them? That apparently you, you took control of the galaxy. Right. So they're, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I think that's interesting. I think it's, uh, because I had always thought they were clones up until Rebels did the the cadet episode from yep. first season. Yeah, that's the same way with me. That's when my I I, I kind of did the the old dog, not sure what's being said to it thing, and I turned my head and huh, and because it it just derailed my entire thought process. And so I think, and not saying that episode's flawed or anything, but but to fix that was would have been an easy to say like if it's like a military school, why aren't they training officers? Why are they training stormtroopers? Right. I mean, it makes more sense for them to, because the guys with no eyes and hats have to <laughs> have to come from somewhere, and that makes sense for them to be, you know, handpicked from top schools or whatever. And yeah, they've gone to a military academy. We're gone to a military. Yeah, academy. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't. Is there is there a draft? Is there, I mean, that's the. Other, they could make it very simple by saying there was a, a you know a, a galactic wide draft, right. And they started plucking humans. Well, conscription makes sense. To, yeah, for, for that exactly, and so especially from you know more of the core planets, obviously. And you're just plucking people away. Right. And then, okay, I, but just give me that at some point. It'd be cool to have that. I think it would help fix the, the clone issue. Right. That but the problem I have is why abandon the clone program? Why? I mean, right. And, and, that's, and that's the only thing we can speculate. It's about. unlimited power. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if you, and I, and I try not to delve into to the Legends universe, but I think this conversation warrants it. I mean, if you look at look at the the history, even Dark Empire, the Emperor uses the clone to come back. So clone technology makes sense to me. I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm, you know, so there has to been something that we've not seen. And then, it, however, if you if you look to it, even less, let's see, less being sinister, just sinister um, with the First Order. They're a, they're a, a political power. They're a political entity. I almost think they're a cult. They yeah, almost seem like a cult but to me. They're wi- they're wide. They're they have a wide range because they are obviously a threat, right? Because just speculating, you know, you know, the question was, what's the difference between the Republic and the Resistance? And I always, the, after seeing Seven, my my thoughts, the Resistance is basically GI Joe. You know, yep. there's this threat. Yep. We're specialized to fight this particular threat. So, GI Joe Cobra to me, and so. But think about it. If I'm dominating this planet, I have to, you know, you know, I'm looking at hospitals or midwives or whatever, and we're scanning children. All right, this is a prime candidate, and just taking babies. Yeah, that is sinister. Oh yeah, kind of what the Jedi do, just throwing it out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, they actually do, don't they? Yeah, they, the, the Jedi is like this child is force sensitive. It's going to come with us, and we've not seen that on that 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 aspect of yeah. it. But that has to be. I mean, well, it, like, I mean, g- tying in a little bit of the show, Ahsoka has. Where did she come from? Because I don't, I don't. It's been a long time, right? Since I've seen it, and she was a kid. Yeah, she was little. Because I've got so, a flashback episode of her. Like I, I posted the picture. Of did me. someone pluck her away? I, you know, or is it the the? Or is it like being a Jedi is almost a celebrity status at the time? I'm. I'm the old world right right being a jedi with celebrity status like it, which we all you know i want to be the best in my field and and or if i have a natural talent for we'll use sports like if you have a natural talent for basketball then you pursue everything in your power to play and parents push their kids to do that so, right, so could but, it be that so but let's look at it a different way i think you're on the right path but i think 
I think it's a, go farther back than, than our celebrity worship now. Go back to the the Middle Ages where you had you know Absolutely. You, you have three choices. You're going to be a peasant, you're going to be in the you know the clergy, or you're going to be a noble. You you can only be born in two of those and one, ascend to one. Right. And so if you happen oh, to that's a good point. you had happen to have a point. If I live on Tatooine, would you know, and I'm a moisture farmer, they figure out, oh yeah, my kid. Right. You make blue ha- milk. Yeah, yeah. We make blue milk, and that's our thing. And while we're good at it, we're happy about doing <laughs> right. that. Um, but. And you, and you as a father, I mean, you want your daughter to have sure. the best. And so if she has an opportunity to go out and you know, save the gal, well, yeah, but it's, I, I, it's, it's, yeah, is it, I guess, is I guess this, this or making blue milk milk. I don't know. I, I, I think I would look back if, if someone said I could take Finley, right? Right. Which I named my kid two years before the name Finn. Right. Just pointing it out there. Uh, if they wanted to take Man. Finn. Finn was named after Finley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, but if they want to take Finn and go out and do and, and she suddenly becomes like an intergalactic ninja, essentially, <laughs> and that's like a real thing for her to do. I mean, part of me would be sure if that's what she she wants, but she's two. So right. she doesn't understand it. So that means I am dictating her life. And then she enters a culture in which her life by the Jedi is dictated to never experience all the stuff that that I experience because I'm not a Jedi. Right. It's twisted. It's still twisted. So. so so that's my point of, I don't blame the Jedi, I blame the parents. I mean, it goes full circle to but me. It's, okay, so unless they're they're, uh, what if all four sensitive children are um, uh, have been more or less abandoned in one way or another, or were in a weird situation that they didn't have a choice, and maybe that maybe they're all in that space. I'm not sure what the law is, but maybe it's for public law that it's their first. You know, if they're a Jedi candidate, they have to. If you're if you're a Republic citizen, and you oh that's cool or for sensitive that for the good of the, the 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 Republic. I mean, if the Jedi's are the defender of the you know the the justice. I see the Jedi's role in the Republic is really hazy because you know, they're 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 part religious cult, right? Part knight. I mean, they're I mean it's. Yeah, but they have a lot of political pull. They do have a lot of political pull. And, the, you know, just from the negotiation side. Sam, right. Yeah, if that's all they did and they didn't fight, right? Right. They still, they're the ones making the deals. So, and and I don't care how pure they are, at the end of the day, they're still going to be somewhat, they, you can't help but in, in, inject your influence into anything. You you If you're the middleman, right. you're going to see an advantage. You can't help it. It's human nature. And, and again, I'm assuming that they're human enough like us to have the same emotional standings. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of them overcoming them. Right. I like your idea that if you're you're beholden to the Jedi if you're force sensitive and that's culture. Right. Then that's one thing. So, but that's a human thing. I don't know. I mean, is, would you is it the same way with with Twilix? I will see. Here's the here's the problem with Or Twilix, however you pronounce it. Both, and it's I been, say Twilix. It's been pronounced both ways. Um we record this up obviously, you know, you're listening to this episode way after Way later than the season, we're, we're, right. we, and we designed the show for that. So the current episode now is, is the, the homecoming, and they say uh, Twi'lek, yeah. and but it's been Twilight. It's, it's, so it's both ways. So yeah. it's, it's and it's but it's a Twi'lek by Twi'lek. So it's like maybe that's what they say. And right. And it's you know, and, and we'll talk more about that when we get to the homecoming. But uh, I, I I just like I said I just find it the, here I'm trying to get back to my point. <laughs> 
The problem with all of that is that this is a fictional universe written by a human being who only has his own experiences <laughs> or their exp- experiences. Sure. So while we would like to say in this fictional universe they are progressive, they are only beholden to their creators. Right. That just got really deep. <laughs> no, <laughs> especially, but it, especially for this podcast. But it's like George so, Lucas is their god. Or, or, or and, 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 and in this case, Lucas and Filoni and, and whoever yeah. else was writing. It's it's like the the Twilights are only they only have their that boundary. So we know they're 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 different in some ways. But what about culture? Well, he's gonna we're gonna reach out and build culture from culture we know. Right. You know, uh, which then to me starts to get into Star Trek, right? And the crossover of you know Star Trek explored more of the cultural, right, and sociological, and you know where this is the high fantasy element, right? And and that's that's what's really interesting to me is 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 when those two lines and they're that's what Rebels does that nothing else has done is they've mm-hmm. started blurring the line between the social, uh, you know, some sort of social topic and or within their world a social topic in their world and suddenly bringing it into. Um, something that we can relate to. So right. it's good science fiction. It's suddenly becoming, instead of being pop sci-fi, it's actually becoming like hard science fiction, like legitimately really strong. Uh, what I prefer out of a science fiction element is to have some sort of check inside of myself after watching it, mm-hmm. um, which is what, what, I, what I'm seeing now. That's the trend in the show now. Wasn't necessarily the first season, but the second season is what. Well, I think the first season, I mean, the first season does like all shows does. We have to introduce you to a universe that we're going to, well, it's a universe you're familiar with. It's a universe you're, it's, we're showing you differently. Sure. We have these new characters that you have no no uh, attachment or affection for. We have to build that into you. We right. have to make these characters interesting enough. And so the best way to do it is to go to the most common denominator. And so we do. <laughs> right. And so, we, you, know, you know, like the first few episodes are very silly. I mean, one of my favorite episodes is in the whole run is uh, Fighter Flight, which is ridiculous. It's, you know, Zeb and uh, Ezra stealing the TIE Fighters. I, we jokingly called on the podcast Grand Theft TIE Fighter. Right. It's a silly episode, but it really helps build that friendship and that, I mean, this core of the, you know, it really, to me, that's when we started calling uh, 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 Kane and Hera space married. Right. And then that's mom and dad. And yeah, that's, exactly. They, they yeah. started establishing those roles in that episode. And so, while it's silly and hokey, it's necessary to get to stuff that we've had, to, you know, today. And so, right. to build that, we, we need that relationship to go somewhere. We, have, we, we know that the Spectre group has been friends, but Ezra has to come into this and... You know, but the interesting thing they're doing narratively that seems to be a theme throughout all of Star Wars is that a child's eyes and the child's innocence, right? Mm-hmm. The way a child perceives the world is what is actually the motivational factor in change. So Ezra is clearly the, the, the child's eyes in, right. in the picture well, I mean, in, in Rebels. And, and, well, exactly, and in Clone it, Wars, it was Ahsoka. Right, right. So, so that's what, that's kind of Filoni's trope. In the, and I can only say that because of the two things that he's done. Right. You know, and, and that's okay because, I mean... Clone Wars, while it's got familiar background characters, the whole story is the story of Ahsoka. Rebels is going to be the story of Ezra. Star Wars is the story of Luke. And Episode 7, the new trilogy, is going to be the story of Rey. And Episode 1 is about Anakin. So, you know, they're all, they all have a, that central character. And so... Um, Wow, we, we got into some really interesting yeah, stuff early. Right it's early. down the old rabbit hole. <laughs> early. Uh when we last left our crew, they were stuck on Silos uh, or Dune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arrakis, <Dune>. yeah. <laughs> Desert Planet. Um, the they've come to recruit uh, the three clones, Wolf, Gregor, and of course Captain Rex, who don't want to go because they're 
kind of set they're happy here which I'm not judging anyone's happiness, but I, for me, it's not going to walk around on a walker catching you know, worms to eat for a year. But I, 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 I see, this is what I loved about it, though, is that the, the you have these three crusties, right? Crusty right. military fellows. They are. That are clearly special forces and clearly just the apex of, of in, in canon, inside the world, the apex of badass soldiers, right? right? And you have these three guys that, it's just that classic, to me, the 80s movie trope of... You know, you got to go get the man out of retirement. You know, it's Rambo. Right, it's, right. It's, it's Chuck Norris in uh, in uh, uh, mission in action. Yeah, missing in action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you have the best, and the best has to get pulled from. Okay, so let's let's go on that tangent because I like that because it got me thinking. So with that, is there somewhere like on another planet? You know, like like maybe a guy has landed in Best Man and is just trying to get some dinner. <laughs> to the John Rambo of <laughs> yeah exactly he's and, on Yavin 4 or Coruscant yeah. or whatever yeah. and he gets thrown get out of our tank <laughs> yeah. and he pulls a full Rambo <laughs> what was the, there was another what was one of the other main clone guys there was I mean obviously these were the three most popular but there was one more clone what was uh, Cody name? Cody yeah Cody who's supposed to be five at first yeah and so and uh so maybe Cody is Rambo. Co- Cody was the one who shoots at. If I'm correct, he's the one who shoots at Obi Wan on uh, in Attack of the Clones. He's the one. He's the one who tries to shoot him down. Right. Because Cody's the one. I think he's the the you know one of six six six. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's maybe Cody is Rambo out there. See, I think he's Rambo at this point. See, you know, you talk about their place for the clones. I would just, see. I always would imagine that clones, the Clone War clones, are like high ranking guys. If not like officers, but like because they're troopers, so they're like. But I don't know how intelligent they are. Is the is the thing like uh, on on an in an RPG <laughs> measure, their intelligence role was probably not the, the highest. Okay, I think they're just base level. Right. So, let's. I'm, I've never served in the military, so I don't know right. military. Nor have I. Nor have I. Military stuff, and maybe some of the other can correct me on this, but so you know, as you. As you get older and you you know you're going to retire out eventually, you know you go up in rank and you have more responsibilities. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So these guys are you know you look at them as an enlisted enlisted man who spent 20 years. They're going to be a sergeant or something. Right. They'll ma- they should max out, I believe, in, in army terms at, at something in that space. Right. And that and and, and that and that's in that space. So I would imagine clones would be these kind of you know. Platoon leaders, or, or well, they could be drill sergeants, drill sergeants, or, you know, or something in that space. Yeah, that too. But then, then the other ones have gone to, you know, just like in our military, if they're basing it on that, they've gone to Imperial Academy, and as we were talking about earlier, they graduated, right? And then suddenly they've gone in, and you know, it gave them that bump to become lieutenants, mm-hmm. and so they're serving in that capacity. Whereas these guys are, you know, captains and sergeants, as they refer to them in, in the episode, right? Because I mean, I don't, I don't think there's, I mean, I think for 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 Army and I guess for army, I'm, what I really mean is by ground force troops. We that's enlisted men. Isn't enlisted. Right? So I mean, they, they they only have a handful of titles. Most of them are commanders or captains. Right. I've never heard of a lieutenant. Um, uh, Padawans were always commanders. Right. And and uh, Jedi full you know Jedi knights were generals and, and were generals and masters too. Both of them. You know, once once you reach like Jedi adulthood, you were a general, which is crazy to me. You know? Yeah. Because. So now a religion has, uh, I mean, that can go political right, so but, fast. But like, here's my question. We one day we'll get to this episode, but this is interesting to me. So, what's a Jedi know about military tactics to make him a general? Right. He's magic. I got you. You got to yeah. got a guy. Yeah. You know, 
if I was in the army and I had a guy who did magic, I'd want him on my team too. But I don't know if I would call him general. <laughs> right. Well, I, I only, my only assumption, and this is something I bought into a long time ago, is because they have force abilities. There, it's not the physical, the physicality of the force. It's the mental ability they gain through the force, like being able to see ahead or being able to. You know, like in this episode, we see very clearly why oh, he's, yeah. he can do something no one else can. Therefore, he's also leading those troops. So if we had a big uh, swath of, of soldiers on the ground and they were in this dust storm and, you know, Kanan is d- doing his whole thing and directing them blindly, essentially, you know, that gives him a he's leading them in a, in a directorial manner or in a general in a general manner. <laughs> in that general sort of, manner. Yeah. <laughs> Major boredom. Uh, Major boredom. <laughs> uh, but he, he is directing them in that kind of way. So maybe that's where it comes from. It's just force intelligence is the only way I know to put it. Maybe. I, it was just, you know, not a real thing. It was just while we were talking about no, it. No, like no. What, what qualifies them? Because, you know, you know, I've seen Kane in leadership. And I think he's qualified. But we, they even call him general. It's like, I'm not a general. Right. Okay, commander. Because he was a Padawan at the time. It's like, I'm not that either. And so... Because even in, in the Siege of Lothar, he doesn't want he doesn't want any part of the larger rebellion, which right. is interesting. He's got to be bought into it. Right. He, you know, he likes his little uprising on Lothal. He doesn't want to be a part of the larger... Because he's had... Because he's war-weary, for one. He's been, you know... Yep. If you read the comics, he's been on the run for so long. He was, a, he was only a kid when his master was killed by Order 66. Right. And so that deep distrust for him at clones is old right and it's a it's a aspect i'm glad they touched on no i think it's crucial and it's a character turn for him it's not just the clones that he has he has to embrace the idea of something greater right Right. which is that hero's journey idea and he has to embrace something greater that's what his destiny is is to and ezra is essentially the spotlight or the compass for him to uh, achieve that to help kanan achieve that side of it Whereas Ezra, it, he has his own destiny, which I'm still a little foggy on what it what it's going to be because of how it's going to tie into the other, uh, you know, the rest of the world. Well, well, our whole perception on Star Wars has changed because of of, of these new properties. You know, growing up, we we thought when you and I were little playing Star Wars with our Kenner action figures that were there were only three Jedi. Yep. You know, Luke, Obi Wan, and Yoda. Yep. And then. Suddenly there was one Jedi, and Leia could be a Jedi, maybe. Yep. And then we had Vader and the Emperor. That was that was it. That was all we had. But now we're learning that, you know, you know, I had this discussion on Facebook with a friend of mine who said that uh, she she liked Rebels, but she said that Kane and Ezra will have to die. I'm like, who says this? Right. Well, they're not in this, you know, they're not in Star Wars. I'm like... It's a big universe. Right, there. it's a big galaxy. It's, yeah. We only see that side of the story, right. and... As we're learning in the Vader comics, you know, you thought Vader's this big bad. Vader's kind of a boogeyman in the Empire. You know, you know, don't screw up or the Emperor may send Vader, but no one ever really sees him. He goes, he's doing his own thing or serving the Emperor very specific jobs. We only seen him on that very specific job. So most guys never, ever see Darth Vader. Right. <laughs> so he's a legend. Right. He's a legend, which right. is great. And it's like when he shows up, like... Like when he comes off the the the, the Lombada shuttle on um, Deathstar and Deathstar Two and, and in Jedi and Moff Tejera's there and it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Right, I, I wasn't expecting you. This is I'm doomed <laughs> because he's essentially do, he does the bit he does the physical part right. of of the Emperor. 
That's how I see it. He, the emperor, doesn't do the physical stuff. Well, of course right? not. So, so that's what he does. That's all he does. He just he he just goes around the galaxy doing all the the the, the dirty work. So, He's the black ops. So, pun intended for his outfit. To a to a uh, expanded universe or legends term, Vader's more of the hand. Absolutely. Than Mar Jade ever was. Absolutely. That's how I've always seen it. Right. You know, he is the hand. Well, I didn't see that. I always thought, you know, you know, I always thought like Vader was kind of second in command. He's not even that. Right. You know, you know, I, you know, in Star Wars, you see that Tarkin's clearly has some command over Vader. Right. Tarkin's dead. And I was like, I guess he's like the number two guy. No, it's not that at all. Vader's this tool. Right. Not negative, like, literally, like literally a tool to, no, no, to go out. To, yeah. To go out and. Do do it's crazy and so so your perspe- your perception on how Star Wars is just changing and evolving and it but it's in a, a rapid way. it is and it, it's a great way that's what I'm saying about Re- that's why Rebels is important to me I, I tell because people. of how it lines up it's changing it's actually making something fresh that's been you know not stale but has been part of my life for you know but, but thirty something years uh, what I think is great is that since Filoni is a little older than us. But he clearly is in that age group of of we grew up. He grew up with it, so he's living our ultimate dream. Is like you know uh, I, we get to work on Star Wars. How crazy that would be, right? Right. To have no, no, it's yeah. Right. I you know what I write has sway over this universe that I love. The dream job. I I take it in a heartbeat. Well, that's why I think it's it's working. Right. Right. It's because there's pat. It's not a it's not a cash grab. Despite if if anyone thinks that it's unfortunate, but it's not. A, I don't feel like this is a cash grab. Except for Fantasy Flight, uh, for Fantasy Flight, because they keep introducing ships, which means I have to go buy the new X-Wing ships when yeah, they start we're, we're big X-Wing minis players. So yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think, it, I think it's a, a, a real honest love of the content. Oh, I, I, I think, clearly don't think it's a cash grab because it's not, it's not really advertised as well as like, and I guess because, uh, you know, this past year it's all been about The Force Awakens anyway. Yep. So that's a kind of a juggernaut to be in, in, in the yep. shadow of and it's. For a bit there, kind of scared me. It's like, maybe this is going to get canceled. Because but has Disney ever put out cash grab content is my thing. Well, if, if you think about the Disney, I mean, yeah, they have put out stuff, right. items. I'm talking yeah, about. Merchandise, like shows, shows for. They really, I mean, if they put it out to me, and I'm not a huge Disney proponent, but in this case I am. They care about what they're putting out. They care about the content and the ideas and the mythology. Oh, yeah. I think so. And they respect that and they respect the creators. I'm sure Disney is, is probably, you know, challenging to work with in some ways because they have corporate rules, but they still, they put out content that I've yet to see anything. And again, this is because I watch a lot of Disney, not just Rebels. I have a two-year-old. Um, most of it's pretty darn good. Like I get as hyped now as my kid does for like Zootopia, not to <laughs> sideways, but I mean, it's the truth. It looks, it looks good. Yeah. It. Yeah. it does <laughs> Scotty don't sloth me <laughs> this is, welcome to Slothcast Slothcast the longest four hours of your life <laughs> or we only say ten minutes worth of content there'll be someone out there who likes it because I, I, I've learned that people listen to podcasts on different speed settings oh which, really yeah blows my mind I didn't know that yeah I was, I was, uh, some people listen because it has a speed setting if you look at yeah. your, your yeah. app and I was like well that's weird and um, people listen to it like at 1.5 and some people listen at 0.5 and I'm like, why would yeah. you do that? I mean, it's just crazy. So, so, uh, in, in, into this episode, um, there's a couple of things that are really cool to me that again, going into the, the setup, I, 
the fact that we get to see Adats for the first time. Oh yeah, the first, this is the first canonical appearance of the ATAT. Yep. And the fact that they and you looked it up, I'll let you. I mean, you have the actual information, but I do. When, when we were watching, I, I brought. I was like, they look different, and to me, that's exciting because I look. They've terrified me since I was a kid. I'm just scared of them. Really? Oh yeah. I was never scared of them. They so. scared. It's the wide shots, and they do it. They do it in this yeah, episode brilliantly. Because anytime I have that. Go ahead. Because you have to. You have to introduce that with that wide shot. Oh, absolutely. There is no other way to do that correctly. Right. I would have loved to have seen how they get to the planet, though. Yeah, I'd like still, to see. Yeah. Um, I assume they're drop shipped. I think, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know this because we've never seen it, but you know how uh, Rebels has the, because it's in, it's, I guess it's an X-Wing mini now, but the carrier that carries yep. the ties. Yep. Uh, I figure it's something like that that just lands and, because they have to be, mag, you know, they're all magnetized, so you just, yeah. release them and drop them. See, in. I always thought it would be cool if they could drop ship in themselves. Like the, the legs fold up. This is in my head and they, they basically turn into like a brick and they just, they, they drop the bricks down and they have like, you know, stabilizing. Th- they can't, they don't have thrusters to leave right. once they're there. And maybe they have something that comes down and picks them up. But I always had this thing that they could just drop them and without large ships, they just, whoop, they just drop them out like probe droids. And, and I, I, I you know, I if that happened, I'd just be imagine tickled. That, you know, if they're on the, they're on a, a, a drop ship kind of thing and they just swoop in and land them. Yeah. They start walking. Now, the ship flies I will off. say in <laughs> Disney Xfinity, Infinity, sorry, in Disney Infinity, there is ships that bring them and drop them off because there's a whole little mission where you're on Hoth and they just, you have to destroy them. So I don't know does it, if yeah. that counts, but. <laughs> I don't think it's canon, but. Well, it's interesting. Maybe maybe they will pull from it. But uh, the designs of the ATTs are not the same ones seen in Empire Strikes Back. This is from IMDb. But they're a hybrid of an early illustrations by Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnston. So it's got McQuarrie's hard lines, and and so it looks cool though. I love. I see. I like the overhang. That to me is there's an overhang right at the neck joint. That is what I was. That's what I observed. I was like, oh, check out the overhang. I just because in my mind it's like I wonder if I could. You know, if they were real, I could stand on that and somehow do some, you know, that that's a cool platform to do something interesting. How does Sabine know that the neck neck is weak? Um, I had the same issue. It's the same thing I have with the what I always thought was an antenna is, is actually not. Right. Uh, so why, why, did, why isn't that just inner visor? Why? Yeah. Never- I mean, why do I need to flip it down? <laughs> like that makes, here's an idea. <laughs> just put it in the damn visor and, <laughs> and everybody wins. Like, that's why it made sense to me to be antenna. Right. Right? So she has long-range comms. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, it's an eyeball-enhancing device? <laughs> like a helmet? So, but if that's the case, is that maybe it's it's uh, not an inner visor because it's an, it's an extension. So to use it, it's like a telescope. You pop it down, and then that goes into her visor, into her, her HUD system. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's how she activates it. Otherwise, it'd be on all the time. <laughs> I guess. Or otherwise, she, you know, she always has magnification of the sky. Right. <laughs> maybe that's why she's so chipper. Um, I don't know how she knows. That's I, I feel like, you know, sometimes in television, they overwrite. Right. And, and they'll write an explanation. And then when they get to the cutting room, you know, they have to cut it back to 22 minutes yeah, or 20 whatever minutes. it is. Uh, and they have to cut it back. So there's maybe something in there that she identified or, you know, or we just to assume that it's, you know, her experience, right? That just So uh, I think the only... The, the maybe she rolled well. <laughs> Triumphant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think 
it would be a couple of things. I think, you know, she, they, apparently Mandalorians are the greatest weapon, weapons people in the galaxy. So she may just like, well, if we, if I design one, this is where it would be weak at. Right. Makes it because her head swivels. So it's got to, that, that makes sense to me. Or she was also in the Imperial Academy, but I don't understand cadets learning that. This, this is the first time this thing's being used. So, I mean, by the, when she was in the Academy, these would have to be prototypes. So I doubt she's got, who knows, but. It was to me. It was a little weird. Like they're weak over here. Yeah. And also, the only other issue I had is they. No one seemed like a little bit dumbfounded by this idea of what we're. You're seeing. I mean, obviously they're on a, a walker right. type, but this is completely. I mean, the clones are dumbfounded. Right. But our our rebel friends are just kind of like blah blah blah, and then she fires off, shoot him in the neck, and it's it's like, aren't you guys at all just slightly perplexed? Yeah, what is this thing going to kill us? Shouldn't we alert someone of this? Maybe that might one day be on the ice planet of Hoth. <laughs> Just an idea. Well, they knew what they were on Hoth because they were like Imperial Walkers. They knew yeah. exactly what they were. Yeah, but maybe it was too late. Here's my question about maybe that. Maybe they just maybe they just showed up. They're like seven years later or whatever it is. They're like, guys, there's these things called Imperial Walkers. God, it's cold here. Um, <laughs> if we just want to tell you about them, they walk and then they leave. And you know, so, but they had tow cables, so I guess that's the argument against it. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about it because I don't, I don't think I'll ever do an Empire Strikes Back podcast. So I, this has to come up. All right. About the design flaw of the ATATs. So tow cables knocked it out. You can't, their armor's too strong for blasters. Yep. Not too strong for the lightsabers, but that's a different thing. Not, and so they tow cable one down and it collapses. And then uh, yeah. a snow speeder comes and shoots it and it blows up. It shoots it in the neck. I don't think it shoots into the back. I don't think it's in the oh, neck. Oh, I always thought it was like up the up the neck. I always, to, I always took it as spine. a I don't know, I have to go but, but still I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I just told me this armor was too strong for blasters. How did that work? <laughs> what? Hey guys, quick idea. And no no one listens to him. Shut up, Red Two. It's like push him. God, rogue Red. two. They're the they're, they're, they're they are rogue, they're right. all rogues in that one. Well maybe he wasn't and they were just being snobs. <laughs> It's like a, I've been watching rewatching Battlestar, so it's like a, uh, maybe he was a Cylon, and so there's just there's just a hatred for for maybe he's like Dax's brother. I could take on the whole Empire myself. Look, I blew this up. Yeah, exactly. My other favorite thing in Empire Strikes Back in, in the, the Hoth battle is the right before they shoot the the main generator, they take the pop shot of the one guy running away. Yep. <laughs> you got to take that dude out. <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy's General Veers needs him dead. See, I looked at it this way: the two gunners are all, the gunners are, are, are there, and like, hey, I bet you like <laughs> five bucks you can't hit that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to. Oh, watch it. He he ordered the the the, the generator. Watch me do both: double or nothing. <laughs> double or nothing. That's great because it makes no sense for that poor guy to get shot for no reason. Why you got to blow up the main thing? It's emotional context. <laughs> no, the Ewok dying and and because we had a relationship with that Ewok. I don't know that guy who got slaughtered. That's true. So uh, unless you've played a ton of Battlefront, which I have, and then you, it was one of your buddies, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, and you're like, no fair, man. You're just camping the. You're just camping the ad ad. <laughs> Atat, whatever. You, if we have to be pedantic. Uh, well, I grew up. It was always at, at. but uh, you know, I got my first at, at when it was three for Christmas. It was almost my size. It was great. Oh, they're brilliant. It was. It's. It's one of the best toys. There was uh, another bit in there that uh, was. Um, uh, I think it's. I think it's Rex that says it. And he's like Sabine, spot him. And I was. I was making a joke yeah, well, to you. Like, are they? Are they? Is he doing? Like, why should he need to spot him? And then, as soon as I got done saying it, he gets almost blown off. 
you know, and so she's there to do that. Because I thought he meant spot him as in spot the shot. Yeah. Not well, then what the hell's the point in putting it? Let her take the shot. Right. Yeah, Don't so put we're a stuck kid in the, out there. We're stuck in the, the, the desert snowstorm or the sandstorm, which apparently screws up all sense, which may also a little weird. Yeah. I, you know, I guess there's so much particles. But that's a, that's a science fiction job. Like 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 in Star Trek 2, you get in the nebula, you can't yeah. see anything. Yeah. So Battlestar Galactica they hid in the nebula. It's like too. you get sand, we just we don't we haven't invented technology for that yet. We're just, <laughs> yeah. just too much stuff flying around. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, the, the Rebels does a good job of showing technological problems. A later episode, you know, the doors don't fully work. Right. And I, I, I find that to be genius because it, it makes sense to me. And and to me it's a nod at the idea that, you know, we have these fancy doors, but uh, they don't always work. Okay, so today's world, don't we have like home-seeking missiles that could shoot through through that stuff? Yes. So I mean, maybe you couldn't laze them. Here's know, if they here, were doing a laze. Well, here's my thought. My, my thought is that you know the ATTE has a power source. Right. You couldn't you just read the power source and be like, well, there's a lot of heat going there. I'll take the shot. Right. I'll shoot toward the heat ball or whatever. You know. Novel idea. <laughs> Just somebody use thermal cans. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how hot it is. Like maybe that's the argument is it's, it, you know, it's, it's hot here. It's maybe so. I just, you know, just because it's so arid or some sort of power sword. I, you know, I don't want to take, pick apart the episode like that. It's just like, it, because it's, it is that kind of action movie science fiction. I mean, they do this kind of thing a lot. And it's like, don't you think they would figure something out by now? It's the to me. It's the joy of the logic jump that works. Right. right? We don't have to totally explain it right. because it's a cool last sequence. Is what we're getting. That you know? we only have twenty two minutes. So. Exactly. It's exactly right. I I also one of the things in this episode that's really cool to me because you always see things in scale when they're flying by, but not really. Mm-hmm. But this episode really shows how big the ghost is because you know when you see it near the Star Trek, it's it's a fairly big. Sh- that's a yeah. beefy ship. Um, and I, I think that's cool. I think the ghost is bigger than the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. I think in design, I think it's bigger than the Falcon. Right. Because uh, I think it's, it's. I think it has three decks in a. Because it's got a hangar deck, kinda. It's a cargo bay. It's got a big bay. Yeah. Because there's a lot of meetings and stuff in the bay. Right. Plus, it's got a spot for the the Phantom. The Phantom's for a fighter's pretty f- beefy too. Because yeah. Because it can hold the crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like a shuttlecraft. Right. From, uh, it, next gen. Right. It, yeah. So. Yeah, so, and, they, and you know they also play basketball. Oh wait, no, that's Firefly that plays basketball in the bay. Never mind. I almost Next thought you were going to go with Aliens Resurrection. I love that movie. Really? I really do. I really love that movie. I like. I like the way it looks. I like There's the, something about it. I like the aspects of that film, and then it just goes off the table. I like. Welcome to the Aliens podcast. Uh, I liked. <laughs> I like. One uh, Rider Man Android. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I like the crazy Ripley clone. Says we're clones the theme of tonight's episode. Yep. Uh, I like that, and then I like the crew of the Betty. Yep. And but like the pregnant alien thing is like what? Oh no, there's some <laughs> and, screwball and stuff. And the swimming is like what? Yeah. There's screwball stuff. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, it didn't, it didn't phase me as much. I just, I, I for whatever reason, the, the, I like it better. And this might be blasphemy. This is my last ep- appearance on the show. I actually like it better than uh, uh, Fincher's Alien. Was that three? Yeah. Not a big fan of three. Not just much. didn't do anything for me. Not a fan of three either. I see. I like two actually the most. <laughs> oh yeah. Although one is a, is is in my permanent top five scariest movies ever made. Well, because it's scary. But yep. Alien and Aliens are two separate films. Right. Oh, totally agree. They're with a similar. 
it's less of, I mean, why? It's a like full sequel. It's it has a less of a feel because you know Alien Ridley Scott made a heart you know haunted house movie in space. Uh, James Cameron came in and was like, okay, cool, we can add GI Joe to this and made it awesome. And I think the third one tried to go back to its horror film roots, and that's partially because of Sigourney Weaver and her anti-gun stance. That's oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so we will eventually get back to Star Wars. Fun facts. <laughs> Fun facts. All right, so. Brought to you by the Rebels Podcast. She got, uh, she took the alien's job because she had a, in her, she said that she would do it as long as there was no guns. They said, sure, no problem. No guns in this movie. It's a movie about colonial marines. <laughs> yeah. Tons of guns. And so some of the coolest, most iconic guns, guns in, in history. So, the pulse rifle, right. all that stuff. And guns that she uses. I mean, she's got yeah. guns and she's good with these guns. I yep. hate that she doesn't like guns. But um so it's still kind of early in her career. I don't think she she was like, oh, I signed the contract, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Because you know, you you know, you've worked with actors, you can make them sign stuff now, and you can do some real stuff. But in three, she was explicit about I there I won't be in that. There's weapons, any guns. So with that, that's why it's on a prison planet. Oh, so planet. they're like, we didn't have guns on a prison planet, so we right. can do that. So that's why there's no guns in it. And then she got paid extra to shave her head. So, oh. I, so I don't know whose idea was that because like, well, we can't have her have guns, so let's make her shave her head. That it might have been it might have been a repercussion. <laughs> Who knows? You never know. Right. right. So yeah. So that's why. Oh, fascinating. I just. Pop culture spirit guide. I don't know too much of just random things. I'd be really another thing, Jeopardy. another thing to discuss back on the show with your Empire thing. So the Phantom flies on and strafes and hits the uh, and does does a considerable amount of damage, or at least moves the Walker. Right, because I think force happens. I mean, and I'm not like, like I'm saying like yeah, physics. The, the, if, okay, well then you take all of the snow speeders and you go after one. It's like everybody, you know, it's right. a trap. But you, everybody line up and shoot. And we'll just push it over with physics. So do you think... I'm trying to... The terms I can come up with is Earth terms. Right. So would you think that the the caliber of the weapons on the Phantom are stronger than the... Would be the or bigger than the caliber of the, of the snow speeders? No, I think the snow speeders would be bigger. Really? I think they would... Yeah, I, I, I always interpreted snow speeders to be anti-vehicle not anti-personnel. Okay. And therefore, and, and again, so is, so is a, a phantom. It's anti-vehicle because it's just, you know, it's right. weapons are more for space, but I always interpret it to be anti-vehicle weapons and not anti-personnel weapons, which I think would alter the idea. Uh, if it has a tow cable, I mean, I don't know what else it would use a tow cable for. I guess dragging, you know, tauntauns around or something. Well, I think the tow cable was a standard on the, because they're air speeders because they were converted to snow. See, I don't think snow speeders are a real thing. Right, I think they're converted air speeders. Like, right. I, I think you know, they're like cloud cars. They're like, all right, let's let's make cloud them for cars. Are the dumbest design in the world. I love cloud cars. I don't know. I because I, 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 I'm obsessed with anything Bestman, but um, they make no damn sense. They really don't. It's like why have two cockpits and separate? What do they do? I yeah. don't. One guy drive. It's like a rally car race. <laughs> One guy's just like left turn, and the, and the pilot just does whatever the navigator <laughs> says. That's all it is. It's completely. I have a quick question sure. um, because you, you you are more knowledgeable than I in this. The Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about him? Because is, is he, yeah, he's an know, alien of some sort, right? Yeah, he doesn't he, look human. He's, um, or has he been turned? Nah, so, so, hold on. He, yeah, all the Inquisitors are aliens so far. Um, I will pull that up real quick then. 
which makes me think that the the inquisit or the empire does employ in a weird way, uh, and I don't just mean like bounty hunters does employ on traditional payroll some sort of of aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens, right? Uh, because you know we've seen the inquisitors uh, have all been, and then you know we had uh, Maul. Right, who's a uh, Cybrak. Right. Um, the Inquisitor is a uh, uh, Utapo. Um, he so um, his race was seen in Episode Three. Really? Yeah. So great. Uh, Utapo is the planet where Grievous dies. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, the Utapo guy's in the trailer because he's the he's got the lines on his face and he's got the teeth, and so you think of the when you see the trailer, like that guy's gonna be badass, and you watch, oh, he just like, oh, they're they're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do all that effect for one line? I don't know. I don't, Lucas, man. I actually have met and and through uh, my producing partner Horst have met Plo uh, Plo Clune. The nice. guy who plays him. And the story of how he got there, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell it, but it is... I'll, I'll find out and I will share it on the show. Awesome. Because it is not... Uh, he's not an actor. And the way he landed in that is, like, insane. And it's just this random story. I wonder if we could get him on. Yeah, he's great. He's fun. We I had dinner with him and he's... He's beyond, like, the coolness of Plo Koon. Yeah. The dude's life? Rock star. The stuff that he gets to play with? Rock star. He's just a cool cat. Yeah, I would love I to believe, talk to him. I believe he's Australian. <laughs> He's a, he's either an Aussie or Kiwi. Uh, yeah. So the the Grand Inquisitor is Utapo. Um, the Seventh Sister is. Um, if I knew I was, we we're going to do this question, I would, and I should know this by heart because I'm just it's me. But uh, go talk. Let me. I'll find these. Okay. So as he digs around for those, um, I'm I'm just kind of curious uh, what you know if if anybody else gets excited to see like these old crusty bastards going out and taking on like, I kind of want to just, I would watch an entire season of these three guys just going out and taking on the most insane grandpa missions ever known to man because of the, uh, the way that they charge into the, um, the way they charge into the, to ATATs and they just, I mean, just straight in at them. And then suddenly they ram into them and they're pushing up on them and they, they start to, to lift it up. The only issue I have in that sequence is then, um, oh, bugger. What is, I keep wanting to say General Veers. What is the, uh, what's the, the ISBN guy's name? Callus. Uh, Callus. Uh, you know, Callus is very quick. He's very fast to get to a speeder bike and leave the one guy behind that the rebels didn't shoot. Like in, in maybe it's Reaper Cut. Maybe that's the guy. Maybe that guy lives. The little guy gets left behind <laughs> one day and he's riding and, and he had a miserable existence. So just 12, 13 years later, he's on Hoth. He sees a little dude running and he knows the dude's just going to get lost in the snow. So maybe it was a mercy killing. Right. Um, and my random brain continues. On that, I was thinking while I was watching the episode. So I've got three giant walkers, and I only got three people apart in in each of them. Yeah, I got a whole bank of like troops yeah. I could just land and shoot everybody and win. Right. No, we just like we're just gonna take these expensive because they have to be expensive. Right. Well, is it the walker? We'll take three of them, and I'll pilot one, and you guys do that one, and we'll just right. I just like we can put a legion. No, no, no. Just or battalion. I don't know. You know. I can put some troops in these. Think how cool of a sequence it would have been. So, so. 
because the shot is is awesome and it's a fanboy moment for me when the phantom comes up and the gates open in the back and everybody jumps down right. and lands on and they cut you know the, with the lightsabers that can cut through anything and they cut open the the hatch and they drop inside the primary control area mm-hmm. we'll call it the cockpit they drop in how cool of a sequence would have been if while they're piloting they're holding off the stormtroopers from the right, other the side of the door opens up behind them and there's yeah. a ton of yeah was, and they're just and there's this that exchange of looks and then all of a sudden you have this cool close quarters blast i think that's that would i mean because maybe I, that's too violent i don't know from from me i don't know chopper kills a lot of people in this show so I'm like, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i was like i mean there's a lot of stormtrooper death in this and those are people i don't care what you can't tell those are a lot of those are a lot of people i assume that those are for Troop transport. Right. Because, and I can, you know, well, I've never seen troops come out of there. Um, I had the Kenner toy and I could put stormtroopers in the back open and I put stormtroopers. And so, and then all, no, it's all terrain armored transports. That's what it's, well, transport. Right. So. Right. You got to haul something. Nope. It does. (laughs) Three guys. It hauls two pilots (laughs) and a really pissy commander. (laughs) But just one, right? Only one, not one. per vehicle, but one per group. <laughs> per group. And they always work. They, they, they always work in threes. <laughs> the, the, the Sith Law of Two becomes the ATAT Law of Three. <laughs> the AT, yeah, it's a it got passed through the Senate. ATAT Law. All right, of so back to the Inquisitors. Yes, uh, the Grand Inquisitors. You topping the fifth brother who we saw this episode um, is um, we is an unidentified alien race. Because he was based on designs for Episode Seven, so I think early designs for Kylo Ren they oh, used to make to make the Fifth Brother or Snoke, one or the other. He was a he's a, and I would assume Kylo Ren because he looks kind of like a you know he looks like he needs to be a force wielding lightsaber having guy. Uh, and he looks like one of the knights of Ren. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that so that makes sense. Uh, the Seventh Sister, who we'll see in the future, um, she's a. Uh, Marilyn, um, who is uh, Luminera. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, her race and who we saw the corpse of Luminera in last season. Yeah, that's what she. That's what she is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so yes, the Empire uses. I mean, the Emperor will use anybody. I mean, because I mean, look in episode oh, three, and I guess I mean, the comics are canon too now. So like, like in the have you read the Lando comic yet? No, it's on my it's on, it's on my <laughs> list. I have it sitting there ready to go. <laughs> I'll let him borrow this. So he wants it back, is what he's. No, that's I've the read polite it. Way so of asking I've, I've read it, so why would I want it back? I'm just gonna give it to someone else. So it didn't make any sense. Um, but the his advisors from the um, the Republic, the you know Masamitas and all them are still with him, and those are aliens, right? And so, <laughs> right. So the Emperor clearly uses alien. I mean. I, I'm telling you, I think it has to do with stormtrooper armor. They just got a, they just got, got an a, absolute a great sweet deal, deal, a sweet deal on stormtrooper. Well, plastoid <laughs> armor, you know, we can, we made a bunch of it that fits these one type of guys, right? For clones, right? We got, we, we're not going to do clones anymore, so let's just get humans because it fits, right. I guess. I always have an issue with the economics in it. That I mean, because they're 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 world powers. Like I'm associating it to us, they're world powers, so they have the money, right? Where's the empire get their money? Taxes, yeah, right. Somewhere, right. So I it mean, has to it, be from something. It's it's funny too because so the only time the the only time in the trilogy that we get money is Han. Han's like, I need money. There's a bounty on my hand. There's money. You know, that's 
I'll pay you. He's the only one like really who deals with money. Right. You know, uh, and then in episode one, we find out there's a, there's a, there's Republic credits, right. which apparently are not worth anything in the outer realm. Right. And so, but they need, they, you know, like water needed something more real. I'm like, so I guess the outer realm works on nothing, but this barter system. It's a bar. Yeah. Dance. But then they have, there's, a, I think there's an episode, wasn't it Clone Wars where they go to the, the banking yeah, the banking guild. There's a banking guild, and they're separate. Yeah, they go to they go to the vault to retrieve. <laughs> I can't remember. You know, I watched so much stuff that it starts. To, it, that could have been a Star Wars Legos. I can't remember, but it was somewhere in there. One of the one of the. I thought they they went. I thought it was Clone Wars, and they, and maybe in the the later seasons, they they introduced the economy side of it. That's cool. It was very cool. Clone Wars is great. Yeah, I, I, we've toyed. It's around very political. And, we've toyed around. I really want to do a podcast about. Because I've not seen them all. I've seen a handful of episodes. So for me, it would be like a first viewing. Right. But I want to do it in a chronological order, not episode order. You can There's on StarWars.com, there's a list of how the episodes ran chronologically. Oh, brilliant. And you watch it in that order instead of watching an episode. It's like the machete edit. The uh, machete edit, which would I think will change. I mean, since you've seen it, it would change your perspective. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And give me a whole new one. Because I, I have no... I mean, I'm... Because there's like two or three episodes before the movie. Right. It's like... yeah, And so... Um, me and Carter, who, who had co-hosted before, um, we we had done one where we had, we started it with Phantom Menace, but we never it never got aired. I would see that was my thought. You do Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then do uh, the Clone <laughs> five Wars, seasons of Clone, Clone Wars. Wars in order, right? Because and then you end with Revenge of the Sith, so you do the entire Clone War. See, and I don't know though. The, do you not? I guess you don't get to count the what is his name, Kennedy. Kennedy Taravoski or whatever his name is, the guy who did Samurai Jack. Yeah, he had canon. Clone Wars. Yeah, but it's not canon. So weird to me. It's not canon. Why'd they throw that away? I don't know because they kept part of it. I think that's why they did. They they kept some of it and yeah. threw it all the rest of it away. That's a shame. So you know, very stylized because uh, uh, Ventress was in that. Yep, and she comes from from that. Um, there was Dirge who they didn't use, who I thought was interesting. I like right. the the. I look like a Mandalorian, but I'm kind of like a. I, I indestructible worm thing. And yeah. so that's cool. And, uh, cause it, it's like the opening sequence is kind of almost a retelling of the opening sequence of the Clone Wars movie. Right. So they kind of reinterpreted things and dropped some stuff and kept some stuff. So that's why I guess that's why it's out of canon. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. It's legend now, right? Yeah. It's legend. Interesting. And so I like it. And it'll probably pop up in a rebels episode. Oh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it's a great it'll, thing it'll about, show up somewhere. It's a great thing about it. They, they pull things up. Yeah. All the time. It's how it rolls. How it does roll. Um, so we're talking about the Inquisitors. And so th- this episode ends, you know, it, you know, as we know, and you heard in the synopsis, everything works out. The the two things I want to talk about. The the rebels, our rebels group leaves the planet. They go on, they, they escape on the ghost and they go back to, to the, their rendezvous point. And then the Star Destroyer that left to go pick up Vader's, shuttle turned out to be this inquisitor who's like you guys are terrible i'm here to fix that problem and right so that's kind of you know i'm really curious to see what he does i i like the fact that all inquisitors have that weird inquisitor sword yep yep i think that's just like all right you get a standard issue lightsaber right and that's that's neat and i wonder how many i i, I kind of since he's the fifth brother and they're and from what i understand from the um the rebels recon segments that that starwars.com does 
Um, all the all the Inquisitors are vying for that top spot to be the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, that's crazy. So the Grand Inquisitor was a top dog. He was killed by Kanan. Right. So they need a new one. And so they're all vying for it. And I guess they're all trying to kill Kanan to get that top spot. Right. Yeah, very cool. No, I love it. And so... It's good if, character arc, if, for if sure. You need, if you need to put Mara Jade in something, yeah. here's where you put her in. Yeah. Here's where you put her in. Bring back Mara Jade. Right. And then she could be you know, Luke's wife, and she could be Ray's mama. <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm 100% behind it. I think you and I have talked about it multiple <laughs> Sometimes. times. I mean, I mean, if you need a way to do it, I mean, yeah. and, and, and while we've talked about, well, you know, it's been discussed about that Obi-Wan is, you know, her grandfather which makes sense to me because he's got a little honey in clone wars sure you know if it's all canon let's use all the canon yeah I do it i hope i hope um uh, rogue one does something because uh, rogue one's closer to the rebels timeline so it's like because rebel rogue one's supposed to be at the end of the rebels timeline because rebels is supposed to only last five seasons for one understand. each season's a year right. roughly and so it's five years before New Hope. So and I hope it lasts longer than that because it's a great show. I don't oh, want it's to end. And, and it's a you know it's being a cartoon. You can get animated. You know. But look, I'd take a show about if they if they jump from this and they go to Star Wars Outer Rim and it's not as violent as you know some some people would want. Right. It's not like Deadpool in space, but like they Star Wars Underworld. Yeah, or they do, but it doesn't even have to be like an R rated thing. I mean, if they still carry the same sort of thing, and we started to get we got to experience life in that side of it. Right. That was congruent with the other films with the original trilogy, that would be fantastic. Or I'd, I'd even take an animated series post Jedi, um, which I think would be fascinating as to well. Fill the gap in. Right. So, um, some aftermath type stuff. So, so what things, and I, we'll probably talk to this about it every episode cause, cause our, our thoughts grow and, I, and, and what's the cool thing about rebels. We can do this. What are some things you want to see in the future in rebels episodes? Um, what, what, what do you want them to draw from? Well, we've mentioned Mara. But. Yeah, I mean, Mara's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I actually want to know a little more, since they've given us, uh, you know, knowing a couple episodes ahead, they've given us a little taste of uh, Mandalore, mm-hmm. or Mandalorians, rather. I, I want to know a little more in that space, not as a Boba Fett fan, just because it's a race that I, I don't know anything about, because I, like you, I only take what is canon at this point. Right. Um, and I'd love to see some exploration of that, because clearly there's some cool background history there that's really fascinating for me so i that's just something i would i would like to explore and i'd like to see just a hint more military stuff i um two things and i'll i'll, I'll branch and more leia you. yeah leia yeah yeah i i would like to see more bounty hunter stuff sure because i know the bounty hunters are in clone wars so you know boss dengar there's a little Boba Fett, and the little Boba Fett would be older, so he'd be like, he'd be close. Well, he's five years away from, from being the Boba Fett we know. But he also makes for a really good big bad, right? So you drop him in, you know, because if, if our big bad this season, I assume is going to end up being Vader, Vader, yeah. Then it's kind of fun to make our big bad in the next one, uh, Boba Fett, right? And so now we we've got you know uh, Boba Fett chasing him down, and you, you only need him for two or three episodes or whatever, right? Um, yeah. That's just me, but but you know we we got these side characters that they've already established in Clone Wars that we could use again. So, you know, and so for them it's cheap anyway because they have the models. I mean, right. a lot, you know, the reason why you can't see anybody's eye, any commander's eyes, because they're um, they're old models from Clone Wars. They right. just recycled them and lowered the hat, so you know, so they look different. Um, so you've got you've got Bosk and Dengar, and so you can you or, or even or a Sing, right? 
Or Ventress. Where's Ventress? Right. I mean, if Ahsoka's back, watch Ventress shows up. Ventress is, you know, it's five years, you know, it was 13 years later. She's been a bounty hunter for 13 years. Or even better, if she went back and restarted the, the Dathomir witches. Right. <sighs> yeah. Right? Yep. Right? No, I'm, I'm, look, that's, but that's the joy that Rebels gets to do. Right. It gets to be the bridge between, it, get, it actually gets to be fresh content. Before uh, anything else, which also, is so weird. Also, agree with you. I would like to see an at least an episode from the other perspective. Yep. The one of the neatest things that Star Trek: Deep Space Nine did in their entire run was basically do an episode of Star Trek Klingon. Right. So it was a whole episode on a Klingon ship with a Klingon. You know, it's all yep. about how this is how they live. This right. is what they do. Right. I would like it from the perspective of 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 the Empire. Because the Empire doesn't see itself as bad. Right. So do it from a command, you know, like a lieutenant or something who's thinking, he, I mean, you know, he's doing good in his mind. Right. And then, and, and then, you know, just to the other side of this. No, I, I think that I'm all into that. I mean, it's. And that's what you can explore in Rebels that you can't do. Right. In, and if in it's not in Rebels, do it as a web series or something. Just something, you know, you can do it, you know, make it 30 minutes and release it five minutes at a time for six weeks or whatever. I'd take that too. I would take it too. I mean, there's so much you can do and expand the story. Absolutely. And because, you know, in the end, it's really what the Empire fighting for. Right. I mean, you know, we are they there just to preserve the peace, but at what cost? Right. Or are they there to serve the emperor's will? Right. And and you know I I joke and talk about sometimes how the, the I you know while the emperor is an evil character, I think his ideas going into it is pure. I don't think he's seduced by power. I think he really is seduced by peace. Right. And he realizes that like sometimes I get frustrated with our Congress. That it might be easier if just someone took over and did stuff. I think that's what he does. I think that's just like you know. I happen to learn these dark side power, you know. And dark side light side is all about perspective anyway. Right. It really is about perspective. Well, I, yeah, it, it is. And I, I, the only thing that I've always seen it as is that he does seem um, power hungry enough to not take into account other people's situations. Right. Um, which then goes dr- directly into politics. Which right. That's the stuff. That's the other side of Star Wars that that fascinates me. That people bashed on. The one thing I like about the prequels is I like the political stuff. It actually made the world even more real to me. And yeah, it, I, the, I, I like I like the politics. I, I think of, it, of space. It 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 kind of yeah. Explain the universe. I just don't think it was executed well. It's kind of dull. I just you know. Do you watch House of Cards? Yeah. Okay. Would you watch House of Cards? I would, watch Star Wars? A, I would watch a Star Wars House of Cards. <laughs> Tell me how cool that would, it would be. be, right? Huh? Right. Minus season three. I'm not crazy about this young, last. Young, married uh, Senator Pappleteen uh, with ambitions, and he's the Frank Underwood of, right, uh, right. Yeah, of Naboo. Right. I would totally, I would totally watch. Pappleteen has a first name now, but I can't remember what it was. It, Unlimited it, power. He was actually just saying his own name. <laughs> or maybe his name is No. And when Vader was rising, he was actually calling out, "No!" Tarkin gave it the Tarkin novel gave him his first name. Uh, yeah. uh, it's gonna be like uh, MacGyver's first name. What was his first name? Like Aloysius? No, it's it's more ridiculous. Like that, it doesn't even sound like a Naboo name. Like, what about uh, so? So going forward, what do you think the? Do you think we'll we'll see anyone? not be on the show? Do you think we have any temporary characters? Like Ahsoka? I don't think Obviously so. Darth Vader makes it. 
I will be honest and surprised if Ahsoka survives the season finale. Yeah. Which is both cool and damning at the same time. Right. It is just... You know, I don't... I don't as being a... Um, I, like, not watching Clone Wars a lot. Right. I don't have the attachment to Ahsoka that people do. Right. I like her. I think she's a neat character. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, for me, like, Rebels, I will be heartbroken if they ever do anything to Hera. <laughs> right. And uh, I have more attachment to Hera than anybody else on the show. It's like Hera, then I like Kanan a lot. Ezra took me a while to go. My least favorite character is Zeb. Right. Same here. I want to like Zeb. And there's a Zeb-focused episode that's kind of good this season, but still, like... Oh, I like, I like that episode, actually. I did, but I like... We'll talk about it when we review that episode, but it's like... There's other aspects of that episode that are more interesting than the Zeb story. Right. And I just don't find him as interesting. I mean, and this season they don't do a lot with him, which is fine by me. Um, Sabine gets on my nerves. Yep, Sabine drives me a little crazy. Um, and so, but, uh, and I like Hera. There's been two Hera episodes this season. I'm really happy. <laughs> no, I, li- I, I like Hera. I, I, Sabine doesn't bother me as much I because I, like- I, I want to learn about her past. Um, right. In more, well, in you're more a Mandalorian detail. fan, so it yeah. makes more more sense. Uh, I could care less about Zeb. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm with you. Chopper I'm fascinated by. And there there's some there's a little insight to him in the new episode and we'll talk about when we need to do homecoming. But Yeah, he's a spunky little fella. You know, when he was first described uh, that he has he's so old that you're not sure if any of his orig- his parts are original. Right. Which is, you know, the whole ship of Theseus yep. idea. So he's a living embodiment of the ship of Theseus. Right. So look at us dropping knowledge up on your podcast. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is that uh, I think we glossed over, uh, at least hinted. I want to finish the thought because if someone's been late, you know, lingering, when are they going to talk about this? So the clones removed their chips and did not kill their Jedi. Right. And apparently go on the run? Rambo style. Rambo style, yep. right. And end up on Arrakis. And <laughs> We've just met. He's <laughs> got a sand where it's Arrakis. Yeah. Well, or it's the Beetlejuice land. Beetlejuice land. I can't remember what it's called. I, uh, I, I just want to kind of just whisper spice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Wolf... Calls the Empire and says, "Hey, like, there's some Jedi here. We're, you know, he goes to tattle. Any criminal, right? <laughs> um, or do you think they're forgiven for that? Oh, they're malfunctioning. Probably. So, I think they're. I, I think it was actually meant to show that they're somewhat forgotten. Okay. And I, 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 I think Callus is the only one that paid any, any well, attention. I think Callus to told us, hey, you were once loyal to the Empire. Be loyal again.' I'm just from the last right. episode, but I think, yeah." So I think they've been forgotten, which is is into, again, a nice, cool social thing that, you know, whether it's a forgotten soldier or it, it's just age. And we're, it, it, that's fascinating to me because it's, it's telling a, a, a earthbound story. Um, um, also, at the end of this episode, uh, we see Rex on the ship to hug Ahsoka. They have that moment. Where's Gregor and uh, right. Wolf? Uh, they had a uh, bathroom. <laughs> Those dudes have been shitting off the side of that walker for so long. They're like real toilets. We're going to use the fresher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Use Star Wars terms, fresh, which is a legend. Well, I was going to make a reference to the shells. You're the shells, delicious man. <laughs> I worked with that with the production designer of that, and he can't even answer that question. There's a tutorial on YouTube. It's genius. I, I, I won't watch genius. it. I have a poop thing. I don't like. I don't. No, worry. I understand. No poop jokes then. Right. Fine. It's like, it's like, Eighty-six. The poop jokes. I don't worry about that. It's like that's why I don't flush have, the poop jokes. That's why I don't have children, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> or animal pets. Pets or children. They poop. Yeah. Nope. No. Don't eat them. No. No. <laughs> I'm with you. And you're about to have your second. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> you get used to it after a while. That's what I hear. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else you want to bring up, sir? Uh, no, I'm I, I just, please keep watching Rebels so we can keep talking about it. And and keep ta- listening to this podcast. Yeah. And, and keep it alive. So keep it alive. Keep the legends alive. Keep the podcast alive. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to tweet us at, at mopcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mopcast network. Uh, we'll talk to you there too. Uh, yeah. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mopcast network. Uh, uh, what else do I got? You can follow me at, at Scotty White. You can follow Drew at Tesla Punk. Tesla Punk. At Tesla Punk. At Tesla Punk. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, thanks. Very cool. Um, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. And may the force be with you. Great. Mobcast Network.